Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Scott Gwasso. This is episode 186 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Joined always by my man, Lucas Kaser. Lucas, how are you doing today? Doing good. I'm ready to, um, obviously they're not going to know, but we recorded a live mock draft and the audio did not want to cooperate with us. So I'm ready to hopefully get this out, not live, but live for us. It happens, man. It happens. And, you know, I I mean, we record so many episodes, one or two are bound to go every once in a while. So we'll do the best we can for you. On this episode, we are going to do something special, man. We haven't done a mock draft in 2020 yet. A lot of our content so far has been recapping 2019. You've heard Daniel come on to recap some of our stuff. Lucas has done all sorts of things. If you follow our Twitter, you know that we're deep into the rookie uh, draft and following up with the combine. If you're on IG, you know that we broke down all of free agency as well. So we've done a lot of kind of prepping things, but now we finally get into a mock draft, man. I know that you and I are excited to do that. So what we're using here today is an awesome tool. I highly recommend everybody uh, use this. Uh, there are many other things to mock draft on. Obviously, all your big platforms, ESPN, CBS, Yahoo, whatnot. Sleeper app is a great one if you're in a group um, of people or you want to uh, hit you know, real people. Um, this one here, though, the Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard. If you're not watching YouTube, that's Fantasy Pros dot com and their draft wizard on there i've been using it for years i know lucas has too we're going to kind of walk you through a couple of the things that they offer on this fantasy pros is not a sponsor unfortunately hopefully someday we'll have some uh, collaborations and whatnot but we just use their tool and we think it's very very helpful for us and certainly you so we highly encourage you to use it let's just start really quick and run through what the site actually has so you could pick your league type right now we're going to do a 2020 ppr draft but you can obviously pick dynasty as you see there the scoring we have the standard the ppr has and then custom leagues so i play in a keeper league i play in bonus scorings lucas plays in a lot of super flex leagues you can change all that stuff right here on the uh, draft wizard the draft type we have snake obviously so that's a 1 to 12 12 to 1 through your draft and linear as well if you're doing rookies number of teams is super cool so most leagues at this point are 12 10 maybe 14 maybe but you can go Fuck, you can go 30. I know that Smitty Fantasy Football Show has a league right now going with 96 teams. Uh, Of course, the Scott Fishbowl League, um, that's a big one as well, so you can do everything there. The draft position is something we're going to play with here in just a second, but you can pick 1 to 12, obviously, and if, of course, we're in a 36-team league, that would increase as well. Let's go down to the uh, roster positions really quickly here. So we're going to go with pretty standard for this particular mock. That's one QB, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, regular scoring with PPR, and then just one flex. But as you see on here, we could have 10 flex positions if we wanted to. Um, We can have that super flex with the quarterback. We could have defenses and kickers. We're not going to do that. And we're going to do a shorter bench for sake of time here. I generally play in about seven to eight bench spots just in case with IR and all that. We're just going to do five for this mock draft. Lucas, why don't you jump back up to the draft position? I'll let you take it from here to make it fun. Now, we can choose our draft position if we wanted to, which we might in a later mock. To make it fun and to make it a little mysterious for us as we do this, we're actually going to do it randomized. So, Lucas, I'll let you take it away here. Let's randomize maybe three times, uh, and then we'll take it from there. Sounds good. I'm going to hit it one time. We'll see what it lands on. And then we'll do it again. And then, obviously, the third time is what's going to stick. I don't really know, like, if I'm wishing for one. Uh, we got the... 10th so i i don't know like if that's good or bad i haven't dug into really redraft adp at I'm, all or anything i'm kind of liking i'm kind of liking the back of drafts to be honest with you so uh let's get into it and again 
many of you may have used the fantasy pros uh, draft wizard already. Um, you know, so that's. Yep. And, uh, probably, I guess another and we thing are, too. Oh. we are recording live, right? Just want to make sure. Yep. Yep. We're all good. Perfect. Uh, I just want to walk through maybe like a, a round or two. Um, but uh, obviously we'll, we'll switch off. But Lucas, that's great. Why don't you grab those really quick? We are not on a timer too. Um, so we can go as quicker or, or uh, slow as we want to. Why don't you explain some of those tabs on the bottom there? Yeah, so when you go to cheat sheets, that these get updated all the time. Um, these, are, these are from the, the ECR, which I know we've talked about in the past. These are from the ECR, um, just directly correlated to here. You can display top 20, I think all the way down to top 50, 10, whatever the case may be. You can also... I know in season you can change that to individual um, analyst rankings. Just right now it's the ECR. You can hide drafted players, but I kind of like to see it being uh, crossed off more so than um, hidden or not even shown at all just to kind of see how the draft's flowing. And then you can reorder, I think. You can input your own if you're a part of the ECR, which we are not, but we do have the tool. But we're going to go on the draft board for the sake of the video with people on YouTube so they can kind of see how it's flowing. You can also go back in and change the pick. We're not going to do that at all to make it better for us, but we are up at pick 10. Um, obviously, I'll let, you, I'll let you kick off the first round, man. Uh, so we are doing PPR. Um, now you can see on the left-hand column uh, as you look at the screen here. Um, now you can see right now, we won't do all these picks because you can see them, but CMC, Saquon, Michael Thomas, no surprises there. Zeke, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams are the first nine off the board. So for those of you on the podcast that can't see what we're doing here, um, you obviously go to our YouTube, check it out, the Candlestick Kids on YouTube, and you can check this episode out. It'll definitely probably be uh, more user-friendly for you to see what we're actually doing. But you can see right on here, Derrick Henry, uh, Aaron Jones, Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, and Chris Godwin are the um, the experts recommendations that we pick, you can see the percentages, you can see the breakdowns, you can see uh, their bye weeks and all these other things. We can also look for a particular position if we wanted to. Lucas, generally in the back of the first round here, what are you looking for? Obviously, we have everybody but nine players available yeah. to us. Do you want to look at a high profile running back still because um, we only have four picks until our next one? Or do you want to go with a top tier uh, wide receiver? Yeah, I think as of now, I know, I mean, I guess they can show the receivers too. We have Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper. And if you actually like look, if you, I don't want to say you plan out the next picks, there's four picks back to us. I don't, I have a feeling one of those top three, Tyreek, Julio, and Godwin is going to fall back to us at this pick. And if we go look at the running backs, I have a feeling that Derrick Henry might not be there. As much as I'm not a big fan of Derrick Henry in the long term and in Dynasty and all that, I think in redraft, as much as, like I said, as much as I'm kind of against him, I still think he's going to be tremendous this year. Um, they had the one Jack Conklin left in free, in free agency, but I think they're going to revisit that offensive tackle in the, um, the draft coming up here. But I think Derrick Henry over Aaron Jones and Nick Chubb. Obviously, Kareem Hunt's still there. I just like prefer Henry the consistency a little more. Um, are you are you against that or anything else? Not necessarily, not necessarily against it. I actually just cranked out my first set of rankings. I'm not going to release them to the public as we mentioned until after the NFL draft. We still have another month, but I've been looking on them here. So actually, I do have Nick Chubb at number seven, Derrick Henry at number eight and Aaron Jones at number 10. My biggest thing is Derrick Henry is not utilized in the past game very much. We know that. 
if Nick Chubb becomes Dalvin Cook on his workload from last year, plus what he's already done with Kevin Stefanski coming through, I'm not even worried about Kareem Hunt, to be honest with you. I do think the Browns' offense gets better. He does have Conklin. Uh, Derrick Henry does not anymore. Personally, if it were me, I don't think it's a fan favorite, but I might either look at those receivers and look at one of those running backs coming back. I like Tyreek Hill, love Julio Jones, of course, but I agree with you um, that we could come back. Here's the deal. Can you go to the cheat sheet real quick, and we'll speed this draft up, obviously, in the next couple of rounds. Circle down just so we can see it here. So if I look at the running backs, we have Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, and Nick Chubb, and Austin Eckler. After that, that's the top-tier running backs are gone. If I look at the receivers, I've got Tyree, Coolio, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper. After that, I still have a number of number one uh, wide receivers. So because we're at the back end of the draft, I'm more of like a receiver kind of guy in PPR. However, I think we should go running back at this point. I personally, I think Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry are similar. Um, so I, I think Derrick Henry's a, a fine pick here. I do worry overall, but I think right now this is fine. And there is a chance we might be able to get another one's running backs coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Let's I haven't made my projections or anything yet or actually like looked at. Um, Boom. Yeah, actually, Kenyon Drake back around one. We'll just kind of move on to that. We don't need to spend too much time on it. So I went Kenyon Drake, Aaron Jones. I expected Aaron Jones to go right away um, after or beginning next round. Chris Godwin and Nick Chubb. So like I said, um, we could pair running back, running back. I think Eckler might be the only guy I would maybe take. Maybe Jacobs. But I still think there's a significant tier drop off. But we can still get, I think Tyreek Jones or Julio has to be our, Tyreek Jones, Tyreek Hill or Julio Jones has to be our pick here. Um, neither are a bad pick. Kind of how do you want to play this? So we have Derrick Henry, so we kind of have the floor running back. We can go here and go with the floor and Julio, or we can hit Tyreek and try and build the floor in the next couple of rounds. How do you want to take this? I have Tyreek Hill at three and Julio Jones at five. Um, Mike Evans, I'm fading. I'm also fading Mari Cooper a little bit. Not that I dislike either guy. I just think that Chris Godwin and Michael uh, Gallup will kind of even that gap a little bit more. Um, honestly, man, I, with the floor of Derrick Henry, um, I think Julio is very safe for the floor, but Tyreek Hill, man, when he goes off, he goes off. Uh, number one overall two years ago before he got hurt. I'm feeling Tyreek. Let's pull the trigger. Yeah, same here. And I think, honestly, we have a ceiling with Derrick Henry that we saw last year that isn't going to affect the floor, if that makes sense. Because Tyreek Hill, we do see the, the, the boom-bust games here. Um, so we're going to keep moving on. Kind of the, 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 the lower end... I'd say the guaranteed high-end wide receiver twos, lower wide receiver ones of Kenny G, Amari Cooper, OBJ, Mike Evans, all the way down to sort of starting the DJ Moore of wide receivers fall. We do see two tight ends go in round two, uh, George Kittle first, and Travis Kelsey two picks after. Um, I got to ask, are you going to be on the the those two only, I think, tight ends in round two or three? I'm not. No way. I mean, round – Middle to back of round three, if I get a top running back and a top receiver or two top running backs, two top receivers, I would definitely consider one of those tight ends in round three, the middle or the back of. In the second round, no chance. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning that too. I was a little bullish on the tight ends last year, just kind of with how it all played out. I haven't, obviously, because I haven't gone too much into it, but I think as of now, I need to be off it. And then we see Leonard Fournette and Jacobs go back to back. Then we see Mahomes and Lamar Jackson going round three in a one QB league, to be honest, I think that's kind of late for where they might actually go come in season time. I have a feeling that that's going to be kind of like, I think they're ADP, but I think you're going to see a lot of drafts where they're sneaking in right after, I want to say, Amari Cooper and Kenny Galladay. I think that's where people start to worry come OBJ, Mike Evans, Cooper Cup, um, 
What are your thoughts? I know you're not a big QB early guy, but what are your thoughts on them for this year? I mean, if you're going to go QB early, obviously they're the two. Um, you know, again, in the third round, it's the same thing with tight ends. I'm kind of – I have a few different mindsets with this, so it's hard when I when I answer questions about it because I think to myself, like, okay, do I want to pass on George Kittle and Travis Kelsey? Hell no. Like, I want them on my team, but yeah. do I want a second-round pick for them? Probably not. Do I want Mahomes and Jackson on my team? Obviously. Do I want to spend a second, third-round pick on them? Not really. So my whole thing is I either fade – that those guys to get all together and go late round on both of them, or I might pick an, a high profile tight end or a quarterback and then get the other one late. I'm not going to do both though. There's no chance. Like I'm not going to, no matter how the draft falls, I'm not going to pick Derek Henry, let's say, uh, and then, you know, Travis Kelsey and then Patrick Mahomes in the first three rounds. Um, I just think there's so much more value elsewhere uh, later in drafts for those positions and at running back and receiver. Yeah, I agree. I think you need to be, you need to think of the whole draft, or at least the first four rounds, which are the money makers to me, or I don't want to say the money makers. They put you in the contention for the money, and in those back ends is kind of where you you build up the championship odds here. So I'm going to move it over to um, suggested players to consider before I go into where I think we should take this. To me, there's one guy I think that I think he has to be it. Just since we're kind of building, we went that boom bust with Tyree Kill. I'm looking at Keenan Allen right now. RB7 or RB7, wide receiver 6 or 7 last year in full point PPR. The floor is going to be great. And I've mentioned it before, no matter what quarterback they get, he's going to be the main target. It's not going to affect his volume. As much as I like Court and Sutton, Sutton and Juju and Devontae Parker below him, I think Keenan Allen sort of rounds out that high-end wide receiver 2, low-end wide receiver 1. And if we compare him with Tyreek and Derrick Henry, I think that's a, that's a very solid trio to start. I don't disagree for sake of argument and looking into this because we can with the draft wizard. Can you go back into cheat sheets for me real quick yep. and look at the run, just look at the running backs. Now you often, you often tell me this when we're mocking. So I just want to take a quick look because we're still in that conversation of elite running backs. And this is our last opportunity. I think uh, potentially maybe the fourth round. Let's just look at it really quick. Todd Gurley, Chris Carson, Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon, Mark Ingram. That's probably it. Any of those guys um, that you would be disappointed if they don't come back in the fourth round? Uh, as of March 30th, Le'Veon Bell is kind of my guy in Dynasty and Redraft at his ADP. Um, we can, I'm not even going to go into why I'll break down all the stats. That'll be on a completely different episode. But I think he's the only one that I would be like, darn, he didn't come back to me. I should have taken him there. Uh, but I think that I'm not saying it goes directly off the rankings. The Draft Wizard does. But I have a feeling that it, Keenan Allen will not be there in three picks versus Le'Veon Bell. So I think we should go him to pair with that wide receiver two that was a wide receiver one last year and has been in his career. And then take a shot that maybe Le'Veon Bell or... Todd Gurley, maybe even like Mark Ingram or someone falls back down to us. 10 seconds or less. How do you feel about Todd Gurley right now? Redraft, um, pre-draft, redraft and pre-NFL draft. I think he has to be the RB 11, 12 range. Haven't met any rankings yet, but I think unless they add a premier back in this class, they're obviously confident in him. We can't predict injuries. We can't predict how the injuries are going to hold throughout the season. But the Falcons, a high-powered offense, being confident in one running back with his backup as Brian Hill – has to mean something for fantasy, especially redraft to me. Todd, I'm with you. I'm down to go with Keenan Allen, and maybe we'll get Gurley on the way back. But the, he would be the guy that I would be a little bit bummed to miss out on. And he did, and he did go. Um, sure enough, he did. However, we do have Le'Veon Bell still available if you wanted to go. That we also have Juju, Devontae Parker, and Stephon Diggs as well. 
Yeah, I, I, I think it has to be Le'Veon Bell. He's going to see elite production. He's just not going to – there's elite volume. He's just not going to produce elite production just with the state of the belt, the, the Jets. But yet again, we got two floor running backs with Derrick Henry and Le'Veon Bell. Our boom receiver with Tyreek, Keenan Allen, and even the ceiling of Derrick Henry, I think it's a good pairing that I think might happen a lot because I think people are extremely undervaluing Keenan Allen just because the quarterback situation – and maybe on Bell for I don't I don't really know what reason because the Jets team didn't like get any worse it just hasn't really gotten any better so I'm gonna go ahead and snag him here. Deal. How do you feel about Chris Carson? Um, hmm. I mean, same same arguments. I just think there's more upside with Chris Carson personally. Yeah, I, uh, Rashad Penny's not going to work out. They are going to draft a new running back. I'm sure uh, they have DK and and uh, obviously you know they're going to be chucking it this year. But I think the Seahawks, you know, when they get down there short, they're going to be pounding it like OG. You know, uh, Sean Lynch. So I love Chris Carson there as well. Le'Veon Bell has the upside with the receiving skills for sure. Um, and he's going to get the work. So I don't hate the pick per se. Um, but I think if I were to do it again, I would, I would maybe make more of a case for Chris Carson over Le'Veon Bell because mm-hmm. it's such a shit show with the Jets. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, I agree. Um, you, I mean, you, you know, know, and probably our listeners know, I'm not a big injury uh, play with guy and I mean that might limit me in a sense to maybe my overall like league I don't want to say winnings or like success because I, I, I play a little conservative and maybe take chances here and there I take calculated risks I guess you could say Carson's injury as much as they said he's going to be fine still kind of scares me because Rashad Penny's not going to get worked out but it's, neither is Chris Carson and I'm not saying that's like I can't draft him but I just think that I'd rather take the the guaranteed 250 plus opportunities now and then maybe revisit that if we learn more if the circumstances change here um as we move down kind of that that group of chris carson melvin gordon david johnson devin singletary marlon matt go as well as all i think all the high tier wide receiver two they're not going to name them all basically stefan diggs all the way down to tyler lockett with your mix of robert woods and aj green and then we do see uh Zachary, there we go we forgot to mention then we do see Mark Andrews, tight end four, come off the board, and Darren Waller, tight end five. And now we're up. Um, Let's – okay, I am – there's a couple things here. I, I want to consider uh, quarterback, if it makes sense, in the next two or three rounds, or which we're looking at, obviously, Deshaun, which I'm fading without new. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. His ADP will even out. So I'm not considering him. Russell, Kyler, and Dak are the only ones – that I'm considering in the next maybe three rounds. Other than that, we have, uh, what is it? We have our two running backs, two receivers. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. So if we look again, I personally, out of this group that we're looking at, DK Metcalf, Jarvis Landry, Debo, Michael Gallup. Actually, I really like all of them. Mm-hmm. I'm, DK, I'm, I'm DK Metcalf all day as a wide receiver three with the upside to potentially be the wide receiver one there. We already have the boom bust, the huge plays of Tyreek Hill, and the consistency in a PPR league of uh, Keenan Allen. I think DK Metcalf could potentially be a perfect meld for those three guys. Yeah, I mean, I, what I was going to do is I was going to cancel out Jarvis Landry and let you pick out of these three because I think that's kind of the, the wave of it. But, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go DK I don't think there's a bad pick there. Um, I'm, obviously, all three of them aren't going to um, re-break out, if that's how you want to label it. All three of them aren't going to do what everyone is projecting them to do, but the chances of two of the three, it's I feel like it's pretty likely here. Uh, we'll move down here. Um, um, Antonio Brown, I'm going to edit that real quick. Antonio Brown went... Uh, put, put maybe uh, Debo in there. I think he was next in ECR. 
I don't know why Antonio Brown. Come on, Fantasy Pros and John Brown. Okay, he went again. I'm going to put Michael Gallup. Can you just get rid of him? Yeah, that's true. That sucks because I wanted Michael Gallup, but that's fair. <laughs> All right, so we uh, make our make our little adjustments here for on the fly here. We got Antonio Brown still being drafted. It'll probably happen more often than not in your home drafts. Someone might believe. Well, it's just it's just it's silly at this point of the year. I get it. I mean. I'm definitely a guy who like picked up Rob Gronkowski in all my dynasty leagues in week yeah. 16 of last year. Why not? Right. Um, at the same point, if you're trying to get a real mock draft in drafting guys like that, letting Andrew Luck come off the board and shit, it just, it does mess with what you're trying to a- actually learn from right now. So I think that's a great move that we eliminate him. Now, personally, I was, I was going to make a case for Michael Gallup here as our fourth receiver. Uh, but let's just, I mean, I think he would have gone off there, him and Debo and Landry. So all four of those guys we just talked about are out. Uh, we have a running back coming up now, or again, a quarterback. Let's check the running backs real quick. Yeah. So I think the way we can look at this is we'll go back to the quarterbacks first. Um, I know that we, we do not like, um, Deshaun Watson here. Kyler Murray did go, but I know we we both like these three quarterbacks, and I I don't. Cause I think come redraft time, redraft season, I think we're going to advise people to not reach if there's a group a tier left. So I think we should hold off maybe till next round on that. They might all go, but I I kind of interested to hear maybe your thoughts on where we should take this from here. Okay. So with these guys that we're looking at right now, again, podcasters, I'm going to try to do my best to explain everything happening. YouTube, you can see it here. So carry on Johnson, James Connor. And again, these are the experts recommendations um, of, of what we're actually looking at here. So carry on Johnson, James Connor, Damian Williams, David Montgomery, James White, and uh, the artist formerly known as the starting running back for the Broncos, Philip Lindsay. So we don't know that Philip Lindsay is traded to the Chiefs just yet. So I'm going to wait for that. Um, But uh, let's see here. Honestly. Or we could go tight end too. We can look there. I don't. There's not much though. Okay. Okay. So running back I think is good. Let's take one quick look at another receiver. Just with what's looking here. Okay. Tyler Boyd is definitely interesting. He would be the only one I'm looking at. Uh, right now. Let's go back to uh, running backs really quick, just so I can explain that. Tyler Boyd would be my only wide receiver choice. Running backs-wise, love on Johnson in the last two years. Scared shitless to draft him, especially in the uh, sixth round right now. I'm going to bail off that. I'm into James Conner personally or David Montgomery. I think David Montgomery has uh, definitely has a bounce back. I think he has a way better chance with Nick Foles right now, just opening up the offense a little bit. And Nagy wants to use him as much as he can Um for me, it's between James Conner and David Montgomery. Yeah, I think that uh, the only thing with James Conner is the Steelers actually said today that they're planning on drafting a running back. I think they are. And they, and they have J- uh, Jalen Samuels and Benny Snell as well. So it's going to be a crowded backfield. I'm 100% with you. Uh, I just think it's James Conner's backfield to lose if he's healthy. Um, and I think he would be for at least you know the start of the season so mm-hmm. he would be my call right now um but i would be okay with david montgomery i'm not into carry on and i'm just not feeling damian williams if it's not a playoff game yeah i don't really want to play the damian williams game all over again so i think we go two ways here i think we take the the volume floor of david montgomery or tyler boyd i'll let you pick i think either way they're a bench piece that could potentially break out with either joe burrow or the resurgence of the bears offense so what do you think here Okay, so we can see here that it says ECR 67 for David Montgomery, correct? Am I seeing that right? Yeah, yep, yep. 
Okay, can you go to uh, wide receivers really quick and look what Tyler Boyd says? 73. 73, okay, so a little bit lighter. I'm wondering if, you know what this comes down to, and this is what's fun about this this draft. I'll tell you what, we're going to do an experiment right now because we can with this app. So let's go with which one do you think will has the better chance to come back to us? Mm. I think uh, David Montgomery would. I agree. I still, I also think neither, but I think for the sake, I think Montgomery has a better chance if you want to, if you want to go Boyd here. Let's pick Boyd and see what happens. Just like, just like playing the lottery right here. That's right. Wow. Oh, man. Oh, so close. So close. Okay. Oh. So, so here, here's, here's where we're at. So if you look at our team, we have Derek Henry, Tyree Kill, Keenan Allen, uh, Le'Veon Bell, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Boyd. So we have four starting receivers, four top end receivers. Tyler Boyd was basically a uh, wide receiver two with AJ Green. He could even get more uh, as he develops. Now, I'm only going to do this once, but I want to demonstrate that you're able to do this. Can you please go to a revert pick yep. and let's pick um, let's pick David Montgomery instead and see what that team looks like. So literally what we're doing here, and you can see on YouTube, but for podcasts, we're literally just taking that pick. We're, we're, we're just eliminating it like it didn't happen, and we're throwing it back into the pot. So Tyler Boyd did end up going as well, which, which you were right that both of them went. Now, how do you feel about, now that we've seen this, how do you feel about Derrick Henry, Le'Veon Bell, and David Montgomery as our running backs versus Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, DK, and uh, Tyler Boyd as our uh, wide receivers? knowing that James Conner's still on the board here. I think the way we can look at it is I'm going to pull up, if you're on the podcast, you're not always going to be able to see. I'm going to pull up the cheat sheet and show which running backs and receivers are left. It's tough for me because I think that Tyler Boyd, compared to all the rest of these receivers, is so much better. But then again, I think the same for the running backs, um, but I think less, if that makes sense. I think the gap between Tyler Boyd and, per se, Sterling Shepard, who's the best available right now, is much greater than David Montgomery to like James Conner, Ronald Jones, Raheem Mostert. So, uh, do you do you want to go back or do you just want to keep it with how we have it? Uh, man, um, whew, this is tough. This is tough. <laughs> I uh, I do think they're the two best options here. Um, personally, I I'm kind of feeling I'm kind of feeling Tyler Boyd. Um, as the the fourth option there as a wide receiver, and then we could just start pegging pegging running backs. I agree. I agree. I think it, I think it'd be the smarter pick. Obviously, you can trade one or whatever the case may be. So now we're officially back and rolling here. All the quarterbacks are going. Good for them. I'll just take one in round. 10 That's fine. Or, I don't even know what round we're going to. Uh, so now we're so now we're looking at. Um, did any of our quarterbacks last? No, not a chance. We're down to Matt Ryan was the last one taken. So kind of that. Uh, the gap where people freak out about quarterbacks take the veterans when they can just wait and get some of the production kind of in the end. Sort of the, sort of that gap, I guess you could say. I mean, we can pull them up here. Like Carson Wentz, Matt Stafford, Ryan Tannehill, Baker Mayfield. I think like we could take even Daniel Jones later. I think it's okay. all kind of similar. Of this group, so the ECR is telling us to, to take Carson Wentz. I'm telling you right now, I am – let me pull them up real quick in my uh, rankings here – Carson Wentz. I have him at 15. I have Matty Stafford at 11 currently. Um, I actually have Daniel Jones, I think, a little bit higher than uh, some folks here. Where's he at? Um, uh, 
Yep, he's in the he's in my top fifteen as well, number thirteen. Um, I I think it's a little early. We might be able to wait this this wrap around here, but I'm a I'm good with Matt Stafford personally. I think he's gonna have a huge bounce back with those weapons. But let's uh, let's look at another running back here. Um, man, all these guys seem the same. <laughs> uh, I think there's question marks all around. Basically, my picks right here are gonna be James White or uh, Raheem Mostert. Yeah. I was going to lean Raheem Mostert. Let's play the upside. We have Derrick Henry, Le'Veon Bell. They're not getting their jobs taken this year. As much as the Adam Gase dropping off Le'Veon Bell argument you want to make, he gave the man 300 touches last year after admitting he didn't like him. So there's like no no correlation there with anything. I think Mostert, as of now, when we're drafting, he is the starting running back. I mean, maybe not in volume, but he is the, the most efficient running back on a run-heavy team that is efficient. They got two first-round picks. I... They're going to add more talent, only going to help Mostert. I think that's probably the pick here. Another thing, too, a quick 49ers point. They do have a lot of running backs that's going to scare a lot of drafters away. I'm not interested in any other running back other than Mostert. I think in the seventh, almost eighth round, I'm good with that because I'll take the risk. The biggest thing is, like, Tevin Coleman is who he is. He's going to score three touchdowns randomly in a game, and everyone will freak out, but he's going to get four yards of carry and be a plot or whatever. Matt Breed is probably going to be out of town by the next time we do a mock draft. Uh, Jeff Wilson, I love the guy, but he's not quite ready yet to take over. And Jarek McKinnon might break his leg again. So I'm not worried about him. So I think it really comes down to uh, Mostert, even in a timeshare we saw last year that that he was very effective. So I like that a lot. And I love me some James White. Anybody that's listened to the podcast over the years know that we love James White. I'm just not sure what they're going to do in uh, New England without Tom Brady and when Rex Burkhead is healthy and he's still in uh, uh, New England there, when he's healthy, uh, James White is not James White because they kind of play the same position. Uh, Sonny Michelle is going to get the running and Damian Harris, who um, we didn't even see last year out of Alabama was hurt. He's going to come back for basically his rookie season this year. Um, so there's going to be a lot of, uh, and I think they're going to run the ball a lot. And James White is just not that dude. So as much as I love me some James White, I think I got to pass this year. Yeah, I agree. And I think of, I, I was just searching if you're watching on YouTube, there was like those rookies in this. I think for the sake of this, we should just not draft them. Um, I agree. Yep. Just to, I don't want to mess with all that. So now we have five rounds left. We need a QB tight end. Then we just need to fill our bench. Um, I, let's, uh, let's, let's hear your first official Browns take of the season. How do you feel about Austin Hooper? They're going to run a lot of two tight end sets. And I don't think I want to touch Austin Hooper. Um, if Landry and OBJ are out there, he's the fourth option behind Chubb, OBJ, Landry. Last year, he was the, the second option when he was breaking out on a pass-heavy team. I don't want the fourth option on a run-heavy team. I'm looking at one guy here, and I know it's risky. I'm looking at Evan Ingram. And I know that the injury history is scary, and I like to stay away from it here. But to me, when you take into account all the we – we are very deep. We're three deep at running back, four deep at receiver – I think we could afford to take a chance on Evan Ingram, who we know the potential's there if he stays healthy, and then maybe just draft a tight end the last round. Because, I mean, if we go to, if we're just going to try and fill what we need, we need a quarterback. I like Stafford too, but I still think there's guys down here that we could just wait till the end, maybe take one or two. Even like a Tom Brady, I think he has a similar outlook as Matt Stafford this year. So I guess I don't know. What are your thoughts on Ingram, or maybe should we go build more running back depth or. A quick note on tight ends. Again, I just did my first first blanket round of of rankings, so all these are gonna. I'm sure they're gonna change. But in my first ranking uh, of those guys available, Hooper, Henry, Ingram, and Tyler Higby, uh, I actually have 
Henry at six, Higby at seven, OJ Howard at eight, um, Austin Hooper at nine, and then Evan Ingram down at 11. That's strictly based on injury history. So Ingram, according to my rankings, would probably be the last of this bunch. However, I hear your mentality and thought process between the upside. And you're totally right. <clears throat> if he does get hurt or, or something, then we just stream tight ends, which we might have to do anyway. Um, I'm okay to fade Hooper. I love the fact that, first of all, Brandon Cooks is about to leave the Rams one way or another. Todd Gurley's already gone. And when Tyler Higby became the guy last year, he was basically the focal point of that offense with Cooper Cup. I think we could maybe wait another round or two and get him or get your boy Noah Fant. I like Blake Jarwin, who's not even being drafted. Jack Doyle's out there. Instead of tight end right now, let's take another look at receivers or running back and see if there's one more gem out here with only a couple rounds left. Yeah, I think we can kind of a similar concept for Evan Ingram. We could take a shot on Will Fuller if we're really feeling it. I don't know if I feel comfortable like putting him into our lineup. Obviously, it's a mock draft. We're just showing strategy. Um, how he, is, you... he is the number one as of right now. Yeah, so I, I don't – I'd rather take him than any other guy on the board, like Sterling Shepard, Mike Williams, because those guys are, aren't going to play over our four receivers um, strictly based off really anything. Obviously, by weeks, we might have to, like, fill a guy in. But, like, there's not even a matchup, I think, would draw me to play Sterling Shepard over Tyler Boyd, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So if you want to go receiver – I think Fuller's the move here. Um, we could look at running backs too. Do you think, uh, while you're getting to running backs, do you think that Will Fuller obviously benefited from Nuke Hopkins in Houston? Now that Nuke is in Arizona, uh, let's just hypothetically, uh, 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 sorry, Will Fuller actually plays 16 games. Do you think he is going to get that hyper target that Nuke did? have the efficiency and the touchdown upside that he's always had with Deshaun Watson when he plays, or are you worried that now that Nuke is gone, um, Fuller being that number one actually may um, hinder him a little bit as he's the one getting double coverage, and really Randall Cobb and Kenny Stills are the only other two uh, taking away looks. I think... Mm. That's my concern with, with... Yeah, it's a tough question because... Will Fuller. It's tough because he's injury prone. And I think people are going to be like, what? That doesn't make any sense. He's tough because he's injury prone. So we haven't seen him sustain the even the workload he does right now over a season. And then now you take into account you want to project that, which we can't, haven't been able to do. And then now also project him being the number one wide receiver. I think it's just a tough question to answer now. I think personally, I picked, I think they're at like 40 or something in the draft. They're going to go get the best receiver available. I Bill O'Brien, as much as he is part of a GM, this man has... So he need, I don't even I, we don't know like so I don't I don't know I think I think compared to the running backs that were on the board there's not much I think Fuller would be the play here maybe he has one big week and we just flip him or something um, and then I think we need to attack tight end and quarterback the next couple of rounds how about this I'll throw this out there he's kind of the the poor man's <clears throat> not the poor man's per se talent wise but he's the poor man in uh, sustainability wise for Tyreek Hill. If Tyreek Hill goes down, we don't have another receiver to be that guy. So I actually I kind of like that because we have Tyreek Hill. I like the 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 next level of boom bust. And depending on matchups and whatnot, I think uh, I think that's a good second fill. I agree. I agree. So now we come down here: Austin Hooper, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, and Higby went. I think that basically just means we're going to keep waiting on tight end. If anything, um, I do like Higby a lot this year. I think that it's another. 
if Cooks is gone, it's, they ran a lot of two tight end stunts um, with Cooks back at the end of the year, and I think he's I think he's out the door. It's just a matter of time, which will only help Higby, obviously. Uh, that just makes sense to add it up here. I think we need to go quarterback here because I do think Matt Stafford has been staring us down for a while, and I, I I'm big on Matt Stafford having a comeback this year, uh, big enough to him Same. maybe being like a low end QB one. I don't think we can project like MVP numbers or anything quite yet. That'd be my pick. And then I think my next pick would be Brady after that. Uh, I have Matt Stafford at 11 and Brady at 12 Boom. right now. And they're both getting drafted. Look, look, dude, we're in the back of the, we're getting into the 10th round here. And, um, you know, both would, would be that guy. So we're in the 10th round. We only have 12 rounds total. So we have basically a tight end plus two other bench spots to go. We're not doing defense. We're not doing a kicker. So for me personally, I'm kind of feeling, let's take one more look at those tight ends. At this point, I feel like it's, for me personally, I'm feeling like uh, Jack Doyle, OJ Howard, who's still available, or we can look at, um, uh, we can look at uh, Blake Jarwin, who, again, I just think is going to have a nice season for Dak without uh, Jason Witten around. I know nobody's talking about him. John Smith still available too. Honestly, I think we should look at our bench because there's plenty of tight ends, in my opinion, at this point. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's really any reason to reach um, out here. We're just going to kind of go through. Actually, I'm going to go flex. That might Ooh, make some tight ends. Look at, your, look, at your, look at your boy Eat Sanders floating around in the 10th no, round. I'm not drafting him at all this year. There's no way... There's no path to success that's better than what he's had the last two years, and that hasn't been much. Mm. So we it can, just it just feels good to have a breeze receiver in the tenth round. You know I, what I guess mean? I guess. <laughs> so we can look at this a couple different ways. Um, personally, to me, with the team we have, I would lean Alshon Jeffrey here. I mm. get that he's probably not. I don't know if he'd be higher in your rankings than Marvin Jones or even like Slayton. I don't even think I put him on my sheet. Let me double check. I just think that he would be the pick here because, like we said, we now have um, – let me count and do some math real quick. That's He'd be our wide receiver six, but when he's healthy, he's putting up wide receiver two numbers guaranteed. Obviously, they might draft a receiver, but if they draft a receiver, him being healthy is only going to help it. Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts maybe on this pick? As of right now, uh, just knowing the history of Alshon Jeffrey and being super jaded from his days with the Bears of getting hurt all the time, I've got him down at wide receiver 42 – which I understand is extremely uh, rude and probably unnecessary. However, there's no other weapons over there, which could be a plus for him, I guess. But I think he's a guy that needs to have that second weapon. There just isn't one yet. So as of today, not feeling Alshon Jeffrey. Marvin Jones, who I happen to love, and I get him late in drafts every single year. Plus, I like that tandem with Matty Stafford. I've got Marvin Jones up at 35. So I've got him about seven spots higher there, the back end of a wide receiver three. Yeah, so I think I I kind of didn't even I kind of neglected running backs here. I'm gonna kind of propose a whole nother uh, Let's scenario. Let's do it, man. Here. So we got we got to talk through it, bro. We only got one team, and you and I are trying to agree on it. That's sure, why we're doing sure. it. That's cool. So I think here we could take this two different ways. We could put the floor at the running back for Jamal Williams or AP because let's face it, AP is gonna get volume. He'd be our running back four. Or I think we could go the handcuff route with a Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison. That might be reaching it. But I feel pretty confident in what the team we've built together um, to where we, we stayed true with our late-round QB, late-round tight end. We're not really going to need a guy like Jamal Williams as a running back four. I think that when the time comes that we match up bye weeks, whatever the case may be, we'd, we'd eventually figure out like a streamer, whatever the case may be, that'd probably have better value than those guys. So personally, if this is me here, I would go ranking the, ranking the handcuffs. I would go Tony Pollard, 
Madison, Justin Jackson, Justice Hill, and then probably Naeem Hines you could rank as a handcuff. That's probably how I'd rank the uh, handcuffs here. I have Justin Jackson higher. I've actually got Justin Jackson, Alexander Madison, um, and then Tony Pollard. Um, I just think that, you know, I mean, we saw what the Chargers were able to do with uh, Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler over the last couple of years. I understand that Rivers is gone now, um, but a rookie quarterback, no matter who it is, uh, is going to need that safety blanket and it can't be Austin Eckler all the time. So kind of feeling that. Um, Also, I think that Alexander Madison and Tony Pollard are true handcuffs, where in my opinion, with what the Chargers are going to have to do with the rookie quarterback, I think, and even Tyrod, I think Justin Jackson eventually is more of kind of a, I don't want to say a committee fully, but I think he has his he own will, role. He will be, though. So, he will be in a in a committee? or Yeah, he will be at least... I think even 100 opportunities is still low on projecting him. I think... Yeah. Cool. So, I, so, okay, I guess what I'm saying is between those guys, the handcuff guys, and maybe we're over-talking it, but I think the upside, if, if Madison or Pollard, if all three of these guys were a starting running back because their dude goes down of all three of those guys, I think that Madison and Pollard obviously have the larger upside. I just think without predicting injury, Justin Jackson has the best opportunity to get his. Um, and I do think that, I mean, you know, uh, uh, Austin Eckler is a workout beast, but with all that work, he could get hurt. Um, so let's, we'll see what happens. Uh, I like that. Perfect. Okay. So we have a tight end and a bench spot left. Um, now in, in a, in a normal, like a seven, eight bench uh, redraft league, I personally usually draft two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not necessary. We only play one quarterback, but I'd like to have two guys that I want that I can fluctuate. And if one of them gets hurt or sucks, then I can just, uh, you know, throw them back into the pot. But for this, we're not going to do that. So basically we're looking at tight end and then we just have a, a flyer at the very end. And maybe we'll get into the, one of those uh, handcuff running backs. Right now we're looking at our tight ends. We have TJ Hawkinson, OJ Howard, Jack Doyle, Jonas Smith, Eric Ebron now with the Steelers, of course. Ian Thomas, uh, who might be the wide receiver two in Carolina. Um, Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith, who are just going to eat each other, so we won't do that. And my boy Jake Jar- or Blake Jarwin, again, not even mentioned. We don't have to pick him. I'm just throwing it down there. <laughs> that, I see you got him plugged in. That's who I'd pick. Not going to lie to you. I think the when you're picking here – you have to pick breakout tight end. Like this is like more Mark Andrews' pick last year. You're not. How about picking... OJ Howard though? If you're thinking like that, I know it burned us last year. I yeah. know it burned us last year. If he's seventy percent Gronk, he's top five. So how about I think what we could do is we could go OJ Howard. I think my initial rankings I would probably rank Howard and Jarwin close. Well, both. That's what I'm saying. I think we go Howard here. I'm just gonna do it. And if Jarwin's mm. there, I think we ended off with Blake Jarwin. Oh, Antonio Brown going right after Jared Judy. You love to see it. Well, Jerry Judy's better than Antonio Brown, is what oh, yeah. it says. They're both not on a team right now, so that's why the ADP is close. Fuck, dude. So, that Julio like, comment straight pissed me off. Sorry, I don't want to go on an AB rant, but so much. I, I think, I think we got to do Jarwin, the man. I don't even. I think I said like one eighty five ECR dog. I don't know. He's got like a, he's got around eighteen uh, ADP right now, and people don't even draft past the sixteenth round. I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you right now. It's fucking March thirtieth. When we do this, I'm telling you right now, Blake Jarwin is going to be a 12th round pick when it all comes down to it in August, and that's still a value. Here's the thing. Here, I'm gonna. Do you know where Jason Witten finished last year? Uh, I can look it up. Are you looking it up too? Yeah, let's see if I can get it. Okay, so here's the thing. No one can tell me that at the this point in Jason Witten's career, Blake Jarwin is not more athletic than him. 
He will not play more snaps than him just because Jason Witten was X amount of years old. I'm not even going to try and like say. Tight right. end 11. Tight end 11, 122 points right behind uh, Dallas Goddard and ahead of Mike Asicki. 8.9 fantasy PPR points per week. Blake Jarwin's going to get 10 minimum. And if he were to get 10, uh, according to last year, that's a top 10 tight end with upside, I think, of top six. Yeah, I think I think Mark, he he's 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 my Mark Andrews of of mm-hmm. last year. I have to look at it as say you slide him into Witten's production, which I'm not going to do. I hate doing that, but for this case, we're going to do that. He's a tight end eleven with the athletic ability to rise up. Randall Cobb is gone. They will not. They have so many holes on their defense. They're not going to add a receiver in the first round, not even the second, because they have that many holes in their defense. Because obviously, you know, cap space issue. It's. Um, the managers, he's slipping my name, Jerry Jones, just ruined the team. If you slide him into that tight end 11, the same amount of targets as Jason Witten, one, he's going to turn that into more yards. And then you give him some of Randall Cobbs. It's just too good to be true, I think. And a guy like Amari Cooper is not going to command more targets than he already did on a per-game basis. So I'm going to take Blake Jarwin here. I'm not even going to look at the grade. we got to see a 74 out of 100. I, I don't know what they're grading because – yeah, I don't well, know. So, so let me actually explain that because it's a big deal, and people like hit me up about it. And they, you know, I'll do these, I'll do mock drafts by myself all the time. I'll post the results on Twitter, and I get like a A minus, and don't really like the team, and then I'll get a fucking C and be stoked about it. What it comes, what the grade is about on Fantasy Pros is basically according to the experts, how did you grade? Okay. This is this. I mean, this is not. So here's the deal: if we go, if we revert all of our picks. And we go back and we pick the highest ranked person according to the experts on the particular draft with our team. We're going to get a something. We're going to get 94, 95, but that's not always the way we want to do it. So there are a couple picks in here. Like I'm not, I'm okay with Derrick Henry and I'm okay with Le'Veon Bell. If I were able to pick other running backs, I am probably not going to be drafting either one of them very often uh, with what we have going on. But I like the stability and the ground game. So actually, to round out the episode, man, we are done uh, with the mock draft. We only have the 12 rounds. Lucas, why don't you run down our team really quick, just position and who we have, uh, just as it reads there. And of course, YouTube can see this, but for the podcasters, um, let them know what's going on. And then why don't we just quickly, again, talk about each position, what we think about it, and uh, maybe we'll feel better than a C. Yeah, for sure. So Matt Stafford at the QB, we would probably have added another quarterback come next round or two round, whatever the case may be. Absolutely. Derrick Henry, Le'Veon Bell. I love that combo so far this year. Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, OJ Howard, or Blake Jarwin, DK Metcalf, Tyler Boyd, Raheem Mostert, Will Fuller, Justin Jackson, and then Blake Jarwin, just like I said. Like I said, these the combos I think we put together, I don't know if they're going to be there come this summer, but Derrick Henry and Le'Veon Bell is the perfect floor combo, which that's how I play fantasy to me. Unless you're getting a top guy, you're playing floor running backs, pairing them with the you're, – you're building your team around the receivers unless you're getting a top guy. And I think we did that perfectly. We got probably the best fantasy receiver – in, in fantasy, obviously, it's just not as consistent. Keenan Allen, top 12 wide receiver. Highest upside, highest upside yeah. at least with Mahomes if he's healthy, yeah. Sure. And then you build a DK Metcalf slash Tyler Boyd switch off flex. DK could easily be the Seattle's number one receiver this year, and we've seen how so good So could Tyler is. Boyd. Exactly. So I think I think it's really good. And Will Fuller is too. <laughs> yeah, and I think we mixed in sort of how I would take my bench in – an actual league, yeah, an actual draft. draft. Like, like I said, I like to say calculated, calculated risk. So I think we did a good job of mixing the calculated risk 
and two potential breakout tight ends. A couple of the names I want to mention here that uh, we didn't go over necessarily. Raheem Mostert is the top running back. I think by far the most talented running back on if not the most run heavy team in the league, the second or third behind the Ravens for sure, but maybe the Titans, uh, but the Niners are definitely up there. Raheem Mostert, as we saw in the playoffs, absolutely beast. And I just think he's going to outrun Tevin Coleman. Um, we mentioned Justin Jackson who could potentially get his anyway. Uh, but if, if um, Eckler goes down, he's a number one running back as well. And that could be possible with uh, Eckler's stature there. And then OJ Howard, of course, super wild card. I'm, I was definitely the dude driving the OJ Howard bus last year and it blew up in my face like everybody else, but they just didn't use him. It's not like he just went shitty all of a sudden. Yeah. He's a beast. He's huge. He's super athletic. And uh, if Tom Brady uh, has his way in Tampa Bay, which I think he will, um, he's going to have to use the tight end and maybe the tight ends making uh, Cameron Bray a sleeper for six t- uh, touchdowns that'll piss everybody off. Um, but then again, Blake Jarwin, I think, uh, is is a top 10 tight end that, that literally nobody's even thinking about right now because the ADP hasn't caught up. But honestly, man, I I have concerns about Le'Veon Bell straight up. I did last year, told everybody not to draft him. Chris, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw Chris under the bus one more time for Le'Veon Bell because I know he's listening. Chris and the commish crew went with Le'Veon Bell and it hurt him down the stretch. I'm, I'm just, I hear you. The Jets didn't get worse, but losing Robbie Anderson does not make them better. And Bashard Perryman coming in is not going to help draw anybody away uh, unless Sam Darnold can take a huge step forward to make defenses honest. I just don't think Le'Veon Bell's going to be great. However, as an RB2 behind the stability of Derrick Henry, I can dig it. Why we drafted him, I can dig it. But a solo pick, I don't think I'm going to have Le'Veon Bell in any of my teams this year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we'll, we'll break down probably teams or players, whatever the case may be. Love uh, those receivers, though, man. Tyreek, Keenan, DK Metcalf, who's a top 12 for me right now. Yeah. Um, Tyler Boyd again and Will Fuller. I mean, I'll take eight games of Will Fuller over most receivers in the league. Exactly. I love it. Well, First ever mock draft um, of the 2020 season. We'll probably do maybe once a week or once every other week, whatever the case may be. Yeah, maybe like 55 more mock drafts before the season. I mean, who knows knows if there's even going to be a season. So we might just keep doing this till next, next season. So, Jeez. Maybe this is our season. Maybe we just mock each week and then we build teams and we put them together. We'll play it on on Madden or something to make it realistic. That's what's up. All right. Yo, man, I uh, shout out to the podcasters. Make sure you go check out our YouTube, please. The Candlestick Kids uh, YouTube page and then the YouTubers. Make sure you check out our podcast as well. Um, You can find us anywhere podcasts are uh, up and about. Please leave a rate and review. Give a subscribe and a comment on our team right here on the YouTube. Of course, you can find us on Instagram where we're most active currently. That's fantasy football underscore TCK pod. That's under or uh, at fantasy football underscore TCK pod. And then on the other side for Twitter, uh, you can find us at TCK underscore pod. We do a Facebook. It's going to have our uh, rankings and redraft as well. Check that out. That's TCK pod.com TCK pod.com. Lucas, any final words for the people? Um, no, nothing. I was trying to think of something clever, but that's about all I got. Everything you said, go check it out. We got a lot of big things coming, and we will see you guys next time. Lock and Mullins, we out. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.